Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch. Still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. Welcome back, everybody, to an In the Trenches podcast with Will Ortner, part of the Couch GM channel. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to talk about the really big game on Sunday, 3.30 CBS. If you don't know what the really big game is on Sunday, well, one, you might be a Swifty fan. Congratulations. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Or you might not understand um, some of the legal issues that the NFL likes to dance around. And I'm going to be honest, I don't totally know what I can and can't say. Uh, and I'd like to not get sued. Not that I have a lot of money. Not that I think the NFL would come after me or would come after uh, the Couch GM and the Couch GM Network. Still don't want to risk it. So guess what's getting called the really big game the rest of the day. So we're going to break down that entire game here. But first... I want to talk about my new little partnership with Black Label. I've got the Pure Power right here. I've got the peach ring flavor. You can see it right there. Fantastic. I love it. I take this before I work out. I know uh, a lot of people, they try different pre-workouts. They try different pump boosters, you know, all kinds of supplements. I love what Black Label is doing. It's been fantastic. I've used it a few times now. Uh, Really enjoying it. It's definitely a supplement group that I could see myself uh, working with a lot in the future. They've been working with me a little bit. I appreciate them uh, making me on a tryout right now with their uh, NIL athlete sponsorship program. I know I'm not in the NIL, but we're doing a little trial run. I like what they're doing. Hopefully they like what I'm doing promoting their brand uh, and their product because it is fantastic. I would recommend it to anyone and everyone. So if that's something you're looking into, you're like, hey, I'm a weekend uh, warrior. I love working out. I go to the gym on the weekends. Maybe you go three or four times a week. Or maybe you're even thinking about setting foot into the gym, you know, uh, bikini season, swimwear season, that's all on the horizon. I mean, shoot, spring break is what? Um, two and a half months away, two months away. So you gotta get ready for that. So uh, if that's what you're looking into, you're thinking about getting back into the gym, I definitely would recommend uh, those supplements. Now, let's get into the big game. Really big game, 49ers, Chiefs. We're going to go through and break down three different ways that each team can win. I'm not going to say who's going to win until the very end. and It might even be a teaser. Haven't totally decided yet if I want to give you guys the love uh, that I think you deserve or if I'm going to make you go to my Twitter page uh, to check out the gambling pick to figure out who I think is going to win this Super Bowl. So first, we're going to start with the 49ers. How do they win? Pound the rock with Christian McCaffrey. It's that simple. Kansas City has a great defense this year. They finished second in total defense in the entire NFL. Yet when it came to rush defense, they were 18th. They gave up over four yards a carry on the season. It's their Achilles heel. They have all these great secondary players between McDuffie, Reed, Sneed. Fantastic. But when it comes to stopping the run, it's where they have struggled. So where does San Francisco take advantage of this? Well, they have the most versatile player, Debo Samuel, and they have the best running back in the game right now. Find different ways to get them the ball in hand-up positions, in pitch positions, even if it's a fly sweep. Get them running. Oh, by the way, you have the best left tackle in the game right now. And when Christian McCaffrey is running the ball to Trent Williams' side, I believe it's something ridiculous. It's almost like a yard and a half to two yards a carry more that he gets when he runs left as opposed to running right. Take advantage of that. Use your strengths 
and attack, attack, attack the weakness of this Kansas City team. The other thing by doing this is it's going to open the play-action pass game, and it's really going to open up your passing game in general for Brock Purdy, right? When you have to add more guys into the box to get that extra player or two to stop CMC if they're going to run the ball, now you've got a bunch of guys like Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. They're one-on-one. Those guys can't be left one-on-one. Brock Purdy, look, I, he might not be the best quarterback in the game, and I hate that ESPN, oh, is he a game changer, baby, Look, he's a damn good quarterback, and he's a quarterback who is in the conversation for the MVP. Is he bolstered by the defense or by the offense around him? Excuse me. Yes, he is bolstered by that offense. That being said, so is CMC. So is Debo. So is Ayuk. You could take any of these players and put them on Carolina, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, they don't look as good. It's the sum of all the parts. It's not just one, and you can't just nitpick Brock Purdy on this. So let him attack one-on-one 50-50 ball type throws where you've got Debo Samuel going deep or Ayuk going deep. It's one-on-one. I feel like that's an easier risk to take than if they have safety help because you didn't run the football and now you've got uh, Sneed or you've got Reed and they're over the top and they're waiting. They're trying to help out McDuffie. You can't have that. You cannot have that. So run the freaking football. The other thing that you need to do, and we just talked about the secondary for Kansas City, do not turn the ball over, right? Now, Snead, Reed, McDuffie, they don't have huge turnover numbers. They don't have a ton of interceptions. It's not like, oh, whoa, you got to deal with someone like Bland, right? Or Trayvon Diggs from a couple of years ago, Richard Sherman, Darrell Revis. What they do, though, is they don't let the ball get into the other team's wide receiver's hands. It's a simple concept. That's their job, right? That's what they're supposed to do. They do a fantastic job of this. If you get the 49ers behind the sticks where they have to throw and they have to try and attack this secondary that's playing right into Kansas City's hands. The other thing about this game, I feel like it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a Seahawks versus Denver where it's a blowout and it doesn't matter you know, if your quarterback turns the ball over once or twice. I think this is going to be a close game. And it's going to be a fast game because of the way that both teams are going to run the football. That's a teaser uh, for Kansas City later. You're going to want to make sure you remember that. But you're going to have to throw the ball to win this game. And you need to make sure that you don't commit the costly turnover. It really does feel like a little bit of Kansas City against Baltimore. That game is close. I know Kansas City started off hot, but then that Baltimore defense, they figured out how to stop them. The big difference in that game is Zay Flowers' fumble. If Zay Flowers does not fumble that ball, all of a sudden it looks like that game might be tied. If Lamar Jackson doesn't throw that interception in the end zone where it's like, dude, you're throwing into triple coverage into Isaiah Likely, that cannot happen. If those things don't happen, we're talking about that football game in a much different light. I feel like this game could be the same way. Do not turn the ball over. Defensively, you have to do what Baltimore couldn't do to start the game. You have to shut down Travis Kelsey. I still think everything revolves around Kelsey. Early on this season, halfway through the season, to the end of the season, right, it was, what's the deal with Travis Kelsey? Early, he's got some injuries in the middle. It's like, man, he's not performing the way he was supposed to. He didn't get to 1,000 yards this year. What's the deal? And then you get into the playoffs, and aside from the three drops against the Miami Dolphins, when it was like, what, negative temperatures? Negative temperatures? I'm not knocking anybody for not catching the football. I mean, shoot, you could look at his hands after the game. They were cut up. It looked like he had been in a UFC fight. If you can shut down Kelsey, a man who seems possessed, 
this postseason because he knows how big it could be one for his legacy, but he knows that he really only has maybe two more cracks at this at all. He wants that ring. He wants to be considered in that Mount Rushmore of tight ends conversation, which I think he's cemented himself in. But now we're talking about him possibly being the goat. Is he the best of all time? You know, so can you go out and stop him? If you can go out and attack and stop Kelsey and then attack Thune or his replacement, right? Because Joe Thune, he was your right guard. He had some issues. He has a beat up peck. I think it's a strain. I don't think he completely tore it. It was a strain. He didn't play against Baltimore. His backup journeyman guy struggled a little bit. So if you can shut down Kelsey and then you can attack Joe Tooney or Tooney's replacement and get into the backfield and beat him up. Go after those guys with Armstead and Hargrave and Warner and Greenlaw. If you can do those things, I think it's going to shut down Kansas City's pass game and their rush game. And then it becomes, can Isaiah Pacheco be a superhuman or is it all on Patrick Mahomes and he has to figure out a way to will this team to victory? Because if you shut down Kelsey, all he has is rice. And then all of a sudden, you can key in on Rice a little bit more. Now you're putting a lot of trust in a very young player, or you're putting trust in MVS or any of the other wide receivers. That gets scary. If you can beat up on that Tooney replacement, you are getting pressure in Patrick Mahomes' face right down the middle. What did we see in the college football playoff? The minute they got to the national championship game and Michigan got pressure up the middle on Penix, he faltered. Now, Mahomes is not Penix, and he's done a great job of not faltering or at least making plays out of nothing in a backyard sense when he's gotten pressure in his face. But if you do that play after play after play, Mahomes is going to miss people. I don't care that he is the best quarterback in football right now. Some are saying he has the chance to be the best ever. If you get that pressure in his face, and you can do it with Hargrave, with Armstead, with linebacker blitzes from Greenlaw or Warner, it completely changes the game. When you look at how Kansas City could win this game, it's so funny. We just talked about it with the 49ers. Run the football. Control the ball with Pacheco. When I look at this game, where do the 49ers struggle? It's not an entire rush defense like Kansas City, but they struggle on the edges. Look at what Detroit did them, especially early in the game. They attacked the edges with Gibbs, with Montgomery, and they even had a couple trick plays up their sleeves for like Jamison Williams. The first touchdown, it's attacking the edge. Now it's different, right? Detroit had the best right tackle and the best, well, second best left tackle in that game. Honestly, the first best right tackle, second best left tackle in the rest of the playoffs at that point. That's not what Kansas City has in their tackles. In fact, when you look at their offensive line, that's where the weak point is. But with Creed, if he can, you know, set that that offense up at center, Mahomes reads the defense, looks, hey, now we've got a, an opportunity here to attack this, or Creed is able to handle a lot of one-on-one blocks, that's going to lead to the guards being able to help out the tackles, and that's where you can really attack that edge of the defense of this 49ers team. Detroit was able to do it with Decker and with Sewell all by themselves. You're going to need a little bit of extra help on that outside with the Kansas City Chiefs because they just don't have those same caliber tackles. In fact, most teams don't have two tackles that are as good as Decker and as good as Sewell. They might be the best tackle tandem out in the NFL right now. 
But if Pacheco, who runs angry, who is going to get the ball, a guy that I think you should look hard at his overs on carries and at rushing yards, if he can attack the edges, all of a sudden Casey can win this game. That's why I think this game is going to go fast. Both teams want to run the football, and they want to run it a lot, and they want to run it often in this game. So just be aware of that. Maybe you bet the uh, the under and the, the time. It's going to be relying a lot on commercials if they want to hit the over uh, in that one. Next, feed Kelsey, feed Rice, and get it to them on quick, early designed passes. I want to see a lot of screens. I want to see bubble screens for Rice. I want to see tunnel screens for Kelsey. I want to see quick outs, slants, ins. I want the ball in both of their hands fast. You could see how big of a difference it made in that Baltimore Ravens game. You got the ball to Kelsey and you got it to him in a variety of different ways. He all of a sudden starts feeling it and he's able to make two of the craziest catches I've ever seen. The touchdown catch against Hamilton, who's all over him, is incredible. It's the best catch that I think I've seen in the last three, four months. It was unbelievable. And then the next catch later where he's running the other way, he's got to dive back reach out, full extension, catch the ball, while Mahomes just kind of flicked it up there and was like, please, hopefully Travis will catch it. Great. Feed him early so he starts to feel himself and he's able to do these things. With Rice, I think it's more of a confidence thing. This is a big game. This is Rice's first real big test like this. Get the ball to Rice and get it to him early. Get it on those quick smoke screens, those tunnel screens, those bubble screens, just get the ball in his hands and let him go out and make plays. I think if you're able to do this, that's going to build up his confidence. And when you need him most on a big time catch, he's going to show up. Get the ball to Rice and Kelsey early. Defensively, you have to stop the run and you have to do it without adding too many guys into the box. I know you have a great secondary. I mean, McDuffie has been absolutely nails for you in that corner position. Sneed was fantastic. He gave up one big catch. Guess what? Next play, he knocks that ball out against Baltimore. Huge. And they've been fantastic all season long. I don't love putting your DBs on an island all game long. I've already said my piece about Brock Purdy. I really do think he's severely, severely underrated. And people like to attack him because his head coach is an offensive genius. He's got all these great players around him. Yeah, well, someone has to get the ball to him. That throw that he had where he's on the run and he dots up Kyle Juszczyk where Juszczyk is toe tapping on the sideline. It's an incredible throw that not everyone can make. And Brock Purdy made it look easy. He's also smart and he knows when to run and when to get out of the pocket. His legs were a huge difference in that Detroit Lions game. You can not let his legs become a factor in this one. Force him to sit in the pocket, force him to throw the football and stop, stop, stop CMC. You have to. You have to come up with a game plan, whether it's with a bunch of different stunts, if it's line movement, stems, blitzes, run blitzes, whatever you got to do, find a way to stop this rushing game and get this 49ers offense off schedule. If you can, you're going to have a chance to win. If CMC can run it down your throat, you are going to have to pray to your Lord and Savior, Patrick Mahomes, to carry your ass to victory. It's the only way. So for my pick, I think you guys have done a great job. I really appreciate all of the following that you've done, not just for the Couch GM channel, but my podcast as well. And I appreciate it. We're starting to grow something. I'm really excited for all the different content that we're going to bring to you. So I'm going to give this one uh, to you guys free. 
Here's my thought process on it, and it's really, really stupid. When you look down the line and you start naming dudes, the 49ers have more dudes. You look at their offense, you look at their defense. I mean, Greenlaw, Warner, you've got Hargrave, Armstead, Bosa, Young. Uh, in the back end, Ward's been fantastic for you, right? Then all of a sudden you look on the offense. I mean, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Purdy, CMC, Trent Williams. You just have dogs all the way around. You start looking at the Kansas City team. Well, you got Mahomes, you got Kelsey. Do you want to throw in Pacheco there? Do you want to throw in Rice there? Are they really dogs? You know, they're dogs in training. They're on the way, maybe. I think Creed Humphrey is a, is a dog, but how much can your center really do, right? Like he can do a great job of setting the scheme and helping guys and getting blocks and moving uh, that interior D line. But, you know, <laughs> you go down the list. When has there ever been a team where it's like, you know, they didn't have any good skill players, but their offensive line really won them that title. You can have these good offensive linemen and their dudes, but it, it just doesn't always equate to that victory. You look on the defense and it's Chris Jones and you've got Reed and you've got McDuffie. Uh, you got Snead in there and it's like, well, okay. Um, do you, are there are other guys that you want to put in and no, they're probably not. So then you start looking at it. It's like, okay, well, 49ers have more dudes. Uh, you know, Shanahan's had his issues, but he's really proven this postseason that not only can he win, he can find a way to win from behind. It seems like if it's not now, it's never for this 49er team, but I can't go with them. And it's because of one person, and he's at the quarterback position, and it's Mahomes. And if I lose this game, and I and I lose this pick, and I lose this bet, and I lose multiple bets because I got him on the money line, and I got him plus money, uh, or plus two, right? I got money line plus money. I can live with it. I can live losing betting Patrick Mahomes because of what he is and what he seems to do. I remember being iffy when they played the Dolphins. Dude looked fantastic, dominated. I remember being kind of wishy-washy when they played Buffalo, found a way to win. I remember being iffy. I bet Baltimore. I thought there was no chance that they would win. Yet they found a way to pull it out. And they pulled it out because that dude put the team on his back. And there's something about when the lights are the brightest, when the moments are the biggest, who can go out there and win? And at the end of the day, I think this game is going to be close. And that's not an attack, and I'm not here to put down Brock Purdy. But when I look at this game, if it's a one-score game, who do I want with the ball in their hands at the end of the game? It's obvious. It's Patrick Mahomes. And anyone who says it's not Patrick Mahomes is a liar. I mean, even from a play-calling perspective, how can you say that you want Shanahan with the game on the line? Yeah, you can look at the two big big games, big scores that they had against Detroit uh, and against Green Bay where, hey, it's close. They found a way to get a victory. But do you trust them to do that when the lights are the brightest? You've seen them fail. You've seen them fail in this spot multiple times. Do you trust them? If I go down with Patrick Mahomes, I think I can live with that. I think I can. I really, really think I can. I don't know that I could live with that if I was Shanahan. We'll see. I can't wait. It's going to be a fantastic game. Make sure to tune in. I don't know. We haven't scheduled it yet, but Connor and I, we're going to do a live stream after the really big game, and we're going to break down and talk about uh, all the big key news and notes. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure that you're paying attention to the Couch GM on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. I'm sure he's going to post out uh, a link for that as soon as he can. And then remember to go and follow me at Will Ortner, all lowercase, on X slash Twitter. 
whichever you prefer to call it, and on Instagram. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch. Still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way 